0: welcome to I love that for you pod the podcast celebrating the late bloomers and trailblazers of all walks of life I'm red and I'm kelly and oh boy uh there's just been a lot going on in both our lives I'll lately My how God. are you doing kelly
1: yeah, we'll go with me first. I think you have more. <laughs> and, uh, you know, good. we just uh, came back from, quote unquote, the scene of the crime as we I got married in that area. But uh, Ventura, I just came back from there and we got a huge flat tire on the way back no. uh, and it took two hours in a macy's parking lot to figure that out so very frazzled and it's just like everything was going so well and then suddenly the dog has diarrhea and poops all over my pillow and the aaa doesn't it's just like it was just a chaotic mess uh uh, (laughs) so bandit needs to get some pumpkin in his diet or something um (laughs) because it was just like one thing after another But the the night was fun. We we saw Elvis Costello and Nick Lowe up there in Ventura, so that was fun. We went to Ventiki, my fellow Tiki goddess Red. I went to (laughs) Ventiki, (laughs) got our drink on. And this is on a Wednesday. People like I, (laughs) we we were out till probably like I haven't stayed up till midnight in Lord knows how long, and it nearly destroyed me. That's just how old I am now. Uh, I'd rather
0: be in bed by nine.
1: But you're a night owl, so I just teach me your ways is, is basically
0: what I'm saying. Um, the trick is to just be an insomniac and never sleep. <laughs> okay. Is that, the, is that what I have to do? Yeah, okay. That's the trick. Like, you just <laughs> never sleep and just – that's why I'm awake at all hours and sending you so many memes and so many gifts. At <laughs> yeah, like, you really are like, at all hours. You,
1: you're like, it's 2 a.m. where you are. What are Go you to doing sending me this? Like, how are you still up? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, that was a fun sporadic night. I feel like I'm busier now that I am not fully like employed than I was when I was employed. I don't know if you feel that way, but like for some reason, maybe it's the summer of it all, but like my schedule has become jam-packed with... Did you know I'm in a karaoke league? I'm in a karaoke Oh my God, league. you are in a karaoke league? I don't think you knew, but I'm in a karaoke league. So I have, you know, things, you know, involved with that. I have my writing group and lots of things that I'm writing, working on new stuff. So there's that. There's friends that apparently I've been a terrible friend to that are like, what the fuck have you been doing? Where are you? Like, that want to meet up and see me. So I apologize to them. And there's uh, D&D. I started dungeons and dragons
0: oh my god wait who's your character
1: (laughs) so i my name is boo and i am a changeling bard druid criminal so basically i didn't know what the fuck i wanted to be so i wanted to be everything so just basically my whole thing in the campaign is just to cause complete chaos so like i turned into a panther at one point and then i tried to like rob
0: everybody the next moment so i still none like, of this surprises me. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. So it's just Kelly. Got this it. It's just Kelly.
1: So yeah, basically I'm just the one in the campaign. They're like, oh fuck, what is she gonna do now? So I'm learning as I go. But it's really fun and I love it. And I don't know why it hasn't been in my life suitor. Um it is everything. But I'm also always so tired. <laughs> so I don't know how I got busier is, is
0: basically the too long, didn't read of everything I just said. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's true that the wildest thing is like, okay, I should be like, you know, when you unfortunately get laid off as we both have, you're trying to figure out, okay, what do I do next? What is next for me? And when you kind of make yourself, open to these ideas somehow the most random things come through. Like again, you have so many amazing things that you're working on, but I understand too where you're like, but where are any of these going? And (laughs) like the Substack, this podcast, new things
1: I can't name that I'm working on. Uh it's all for free right now, everybody. So (laughs) it's like it's like then you get into that whole mindset of like, you know, it's for the for the art man Versus like capitalism and consumerism it's like you know you can get all philosophical about it it's like why can't you just do it for the art and the love of it man <laughs>
0: and i agree with yeah. that like why can't you and it's like oh yeah. because i have bills to pay yeah exactly Literally. we try
1: living in la <laughs> and i'm boston's not cheap either no <laughs> yeah and
0: that's the thing like because now i'm also like having all these random things happening and that are taking off but none of it's like paying the bills yeah for example uh-huh. i know you our viewers can't see but kelly got a lovely show of just <laughs> we're gonna post me. it yeah. yeah we'll post it so a uh, fun side hobby i've just been doing is vintage modeling like pinup modeling like just for fun not like you're so good i mean thank you i mean it, it ties into <laughs> one of my big interests of makeup which i'm also doing some things with that i can't talk yes. about yet yeah and like it's kind of gotten a little out of hand. Um, Why and... ever do you say
1: that? Uh-huh,
0: because You don't now... have a thing coming up, do you? <laughs> well, first off, I've now been in a magazine, which was like, That's I did not insane. think that. That is insane. I'm like, oh. I'm... who would put me in a magazine? I would, like, and I was... then I'd hang <laughs> you in my
1: locker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which, again, is the point. I'm a pinup. You're supposed you to pin me pin up, up in your locker. I'm going to
1: pin you up. Exactly. You're right. Good point.
0: <laughs> right. But I'm also doing a pageant I love that for, for um, anyone who knows me, knows I am not a traditional pageant sort of, I've never done a pageant. <laughs> I have no idea what to expect in a pageant. I have this dress that has two petticoats. I didn't even know what a petticoat <laughs> was. And I have two of them oh on right now. I am so comfy in this seat because I'm like lifted, like I'm sitting on cushions. You look so good. Oh, thank you. But like, I think you're gonna win.
1: I uh, let me let me just say it on on so we have it on a record
0: <laughs> well, you're gonna have thank beginner's you. luck.
1: You're gonna have beginner's luck. I mean,
0: your competition <laughs> what they're probably experienced, right? All of them have so much. But the thing is, what I love about this like I didn't even realize like what a subculture this is. Um, there's meetups, there's events, there's pageants, there's photo shoots, there's it's such a world, and I kind of accidentally tapped into it. Um, just by sheer circumstance. And now I've met all these women and they are so supportive. They're so kind. Like, even though it's a pageant, it's not like one of those, like, you know, people are secretly ripping each other's dresses and every single one of the other contestants has asked, like, oh, do you need help with anything? I know it's your first time. Um, Do you, like, here's some of the advice. Like, this helped me last time I did it. And again, they've all done it. I have not, and so I'm not expecting to win. I am expecting to have a fun time, a life experience. Yeah, do it for the story. Do it for the story, <laughs> and just like I'm open to making an ass of myself on stage.
1: Oh, <laughs> you're not. Going I may to. not win.
0: I may not win, but people will be entertained. Oh, Let's just say absolutely. that.
1: Absolutely. As I mean, anybody around you is always entertained. That is. That is your number one defining characteristic.
0: Oh, thank
1: you. Besides your beauty is always. <laughs> you're always – goodness. You're never not entertaining. Oh, <laughs>
0: you're making red turn red. This is so oh, nice. Oh, look at that.
1: <laughs> no, I'm so proud of you. And that's like ballsy. And I'm like, I don't think I would have the courage to do it. So the fact that you're doing it – I don't know how I like, have
0: the courage. I'm just – oh, Again, just amazing. L- life now has been like, okay, these are the things I want to do. I want to at least try this. It's not something that like, you know, anyone in my family's really done, but just because other people haven't done it before, it doesn't mean I can't. And, you know, it's funny because that actually does tie into the person we're talking about today.
1: Segway um, woman.
0: <laughs> the lieutenant is here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, but, what's our uh, topic for the day?
0: It's So basically, I wanted to talk about someone who, despite doing things that aren't, the norm, kind of persevering against what people would expect of you. It also kind of ties into my pinup because there's a saying, not everybody believes this, but a lot of people I've met agree that vintage style does not equate to vintage values. Also that speaks to the person we're going to talk about today because she could have done everything that was being done in that era because I don't know why I always go with older stories I don't know why. You're an old soul. <laughs> I'm an old soul. If you saw my outfit, you would be like, oh, <laughs> you are a <laughs> real old soul. For the better. Petticoats. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so the person we're going to talk about today is Judith Love Cohen. I believe you've heard of her. Yeah. I've
1: heard of her. I've heard of her. Oh, okay. this is a good uh, one.
0: Ooh. Yeah. This is I don't think many people good. like
1: know... Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I don't really yeah. know her full extent but I oh, know her name. we're
0: about to get to know Judith. And again, first name basis because we're friends. We're friends, We obviously. love her. BFFs. Um, just naming a few of our sources. So I don't know how to say this school, but USC's Vitterby. Yep, I oh, butchered goal. that. Um, <laughs> it's a school of engineering, so clearly I do not know. Neil Siegel wrote about Judith Love Cohen. In July 29, 2016, All That's Interesting by Kalina Fraga in September 16, 2021, SciCon for Everyone Forgotten Women in STEM by Dr. Martina Bodner, and the Los Angeles Times Archives Woman in the Workplace article from 1999. So, wow. you
1: could teach a yeah. lecture in her after this. Oh, yeah. You have the receipts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm just saying that some of these statements are done by these articles. The Everything we're talking about are our opinions, and the research is being done, and it's being quoted from these articles, so Got it. don't come at me. <laughs> don't come at her.
1: Don't yeah. come at her. We're going to be inspired, which so I, need. I need this inspiration. Can I just say, before you get into it, because, like, you know, entertainment industry that's where we met as we've mentioned Mm -hmm. and I've you know it's how it's hard to not be a little depressed when there's a writer's strike going on and you're unemployed and you're questioning everything and your your life goal that you thought you had like if you're in the right path so I I imagine we're going to get into that oh yes okay so I'm I'm excited for Judith to help me feel more confident with my life choices
0: (laughs) well just knowing like you know you're going to figure it out and find a way. Because that oh, is God. what she did for sure. Okay, great. Um, because, so, to kick things off, uh, Judith Love Cohen, she was born August 16th, 1933, in Brooklyn, New York, to Jewish parents Morris. This is the cutest thing. He was a soda salesman.
1: Oh, Right? That's adorable. <laughs> you don't hear that
0: often. No, <laughs> anymore, at least, I don't think obviously. anymore at yeah, all. that's so cute. Um, and Sarah Cohen who worked at her great-uncle Harry's dress factory. Oh. And another really, you know, old-timey sentence I'm about to say is that as a child, Judith became fascinated by math. Can't relate, but anyways, Can't wow. relate.
1: Nope, that's why I'm in this industry. <laughs> right.
0: And basically her dad taught her geometry by using ashtrays to demonstrate lines Angles and equations. Like, imagine having that many <laughs> ashtrays around that As you can. one like, does,
1: that's right. amazing.
0: <laughs> like, just like there was a cloud of smoke, and he's showing her how to do all. Of it. Like, you never know. Oh
1: my god! Um,
0: but it paid off because by fifth grade, kids were paying her to do their math homework. So she already had like a side hustle at fifth what? in fifth grade, right? Okay, Judith, I see you. Right, and so by middle school. She was the only girl in intermediate algebra. And then in high school, she won a scholarship to Brooklyn College. But remember, we're still in the 1940s, so we can't let women be too successful. Exactly. Or be interested in science. Allegedly, a counselor told Judith, I think you ought to go to a nice finishing school and learn to be a lady.
1: Oh, God.
0: (sighs) You can't hear my eye roll. Yeah. Oh, I think I heard it from here. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) There's an important quote from Judith. We'll come back to her saying, girls didn't do these things, like science and those sort of things. The only time I saw a woman do anything interesting, I had a math teacher who was a woman. So I decided, okay, I'll be a math teacher.
1: Oh, wow. I saw it and did it.
0: (laughs) Well, but the thing is, too, like, that's why visibility is so important as much as people – give like such grief about that it's like this is what she thinks she's capable of because she doesn't see anything else
1: i mean yeah what year is this this is the 40s yeah so she would have never so it's probably a rare sighting
0: right to see a math teacher who was a woman
1: good for you Judith, and
0: that math teacher yeah it didn't say who the math teacher was, but... Okay, I was going to say, we have a lot to credit that math teacher with right? for inspiring Judith. So at 19, she first started studying math at Brooklyn College, and, you know, no big deal, but was also a uh, dancer with the New York Metropolitan Opera Ballet Company. Wait, what? Really? You know, like, you do. You're just going to, like, what? do ballet while also being... like Judith! <laughs> on a full ride doing math. Like,
1: what? Oh, my God. That's such discipline and just yeah. the Yeah, I mean, amount. we talked about
0: that a little bit, kind of like with Vera, yeah, figure skating, ballet. Wow. I think those two things, like, both of them are just very disciplined, but also, wow. like, creative. Good for you, Judith. But Judith ended up falling in love in more ways than one. Mm. First, she realized that she didn't want to be a math teacher, and instead she wanted to go into engineering. Hmm. So she would leave the ballet company because she, I mean she would pick up dance recreationally later in the 1960s doing folk dancing. She would I just do that. this as a like a hobby for like the rest of their life. But engineering was her focus. That was her love. Well, that and the man she would meet her freshman year who was fellow engineer Bernard Siegel. And there's all these differing remarks on when exactly they married. like some reports say like they met and then months later they got married. And then others say like two years after Brooklyn, like once they met in Brooklyn College in the mid-1950s. But either way, they got hitched and they moved out to California. Yeah. So when they moved out west to California, she would work as a junior engineer for North American Aviation while going to USC at night.
1: Oh my God, Judith. You're making us all look bad. (laughs) Or good.
0: (laughs) Just you wait. Just you wait. Judith. Because not only did she get her bachelor's and then her master's from USC Vitterby School of Engineering in 1957 and 1962, how many other women do you think she met while she was there? Hmm. One. Not even that. None? She never. never met another female engineering student. Just her. Just her. Student. I mean, it's not to say oh that... Well, let's be clear. There might be other female engineers like at that time at the school or students, but she just never crossed paths with them. Like that's how wow. like little amount of other women there were in this program.
1: Oh my
0: god, Judith, nineteen fifty seven and nineteen sixty two. Like that's when she graduated, and she did not see another female engineering student in that time. So after her first graduation, she and her husband both worked together at Space Space Technology Laboratories which would become a NASA contractor, later called TRW. And I have to send this photo over to you of just this adorable photo of her where basically Life Magazine was going to write about the husband and wife engineering couple. Like, okay. (laughs) But that article (laughs) never came to be. But she's adorable. She basically has like such Audrey Hepburn vibes and Definitely makes me want to get bangs again. I know I need to stop, but I don't do yep. it. But no, actually, don't do you can it. pull it
1: off. You can pull it off.
0: I've had them before. I go through phases. Um, yeah, you look good with them. But like, I will not look like her or Audrey Hepburn. I need to remind myself of that. <laughs> we should all be so lucky. Yeah. I know, right? So, not only is she doing all of this, but she's married and she decided she would have some children. How many children do you think she had this time, Kelly? Oh God. Well, if you're asking, it must be a lot. So I'm gonna say three. Nailed it. <laughs> three. Oh boy. So Judah. three kids. Oh, Neil, god. Howard, and Rachel. So she's working, she's having kids, she's completing degrees. Oh my god, Judah. Neil would write later, she liked to be busy. And I think an like understatement. That's an <laughs> understatement of the century. <laughs> Wow. Um both fortunately and unfortunately, like it's you know, I always think it's healthy when something that isn't working comes to an end. And her marriage uh was one of those and she and Bernard would divorce in the nineteen sixties. Um okay. it seems like they uh get into it later, but it seems like they actually had a pretty like reasonable like relationship afterwards. Um, and we'll get into that. Because Judith had other shit to do. So, according to all that's interesting, in the late 1950s and early 1960s, Kelly, how many engineers, like working engineers, do you think were women? Like a percentage?
1: Percentage? Uh, yeah. 0.05. Okay,
0: why do you know that?
1: <laughs> For real? For real? For oh my real. god, I, mean, I honestly, I
0: swear to god. No, that's crazy. Like, that's how little there were a female engineers point 05% oh wow. of all that's the working water. engineers i mean i'm not sure if this is globally or if it's just the us but it's understandable that judith was often the only woman in the room
1: oh my god
0: what a- but you would work on incredible oh. projects okay like yeah. so i'm going to say a lot of words and i'm pretty sure like it's going to be like what i recognize some of these <laughs> but like cuz that's how i felt Um, She worked on the guidance computer for the Minuteman missile, the abort guidance system in the lunar excursion module for the Apollo space program, the ground system for the tracking data, systems engineering for the science ground facility of the Hubble Space Telescope, and the relay system satellite, which orbited for 40 years.
1: I'm sorry, my Um, jaw
0: is still on the floor. Right, you're like,
1: (laughs) all of these words sound very important. Oh my god. That's like, like a career, right there. Let me there. put
0: one of these projects into perspective. I feel like you're going to say yes to this. Have you seen the movie Apollo 13? Yes, ma'am. Okay, Love it's it. a classic. Classic. Um, but for those that haven't seen classic classic cinema, um, <laughs> well, not classic classic, <laughs> What's but basically, you, no? right. Yeah. It tells the story of the aborted 1970 Apollo 13 mission when an onboard explosion caused the spacecraft to lose significant amount of its oxygen supply and electrical power. So, spoiler alert, skip ahead if you don't want to have this movie spoiled for you. (laughs) But the three-person crew survived what should have been a huge catastrophe because of the scientific and mechanical solutions that the flight controllers had. And one of those solutions was using the abort guidance system, a.k.a. Judith loved Cohen's work. Stop it. Oh my
1: God. This queen Judah. is out Shoot here saving it. lives with math. <laughs> in <case> math.
0: <laughs> she was there when the astronauts actually played a thank you to the TRW facility in Redondo Beach. And her son Neil said that that was like, it was a highlight of her career, according to her.
1: I bet. Holy shit. Wow, my mind's blown. That's crazy.
0: But wait. There's more. There's more. Yep. <laughs> Of course, because because it cause Judith, what it else are you going to do? So, Cohen remarried, again, in the 1960s to Thomas Tom William Black, who was another engineer who actually would convert to Judaism for her.
1: I think that's oh, really sweet. That's very sweet. Um,
0: but there's a very famous story that Judith was so dedicated to her work that on the day she went into labor, she actually had gone into the office to work on... Um, the project that would later help uh, in Apollo thirteen, because there was a was problem. In labor. Oh yeah, she would go into labor, and there. so when it, wow. she started to, and so she actually had to go to the hospital. But she brought a printout of the problem she was working out because, again, this is nineteen sixties <laughs> or so or nineteen seventies. And later that day, she called her boss and she told him she had solved the problem. Oh, and, yeah, the baby was born, too.
1: <laughs> I was going to say with the side like, of baby. Judith. The pesky <laughs> little thing.
0: The pesky thing down there happened as well. <laughs> right?
1: Oh uh, her final
0: child, her or her youngest child, the fourth child was well, Thomas Jacob. He's going to come up later. So, unfortunately, this marriage wouldn't last either. Or, again, fortunately, unfortunately, you know, it's your stance on divorce. She and Tom William Black divorced in the late 1970s. But she was not done still.
1: Um, uh, I, yeah, I'm starting to learn not to nothing fazes right. me anymore with Judith. Right.
0: <laughs> so she would become a graduate of the UCLA Engineering Executive Program. Get it. So at 49, 49. she's still picking up more cred. Like oh, not Judith. Right. <laughs> Judith, again, just go to bed.
1: <laughs> You've got like a
0: <laughs> But that's the thing. Like, also, she's still going to school and still learning at 49.
1: Oh, I love that. I love right. that. At 49, good for her.
0: And not only that, she's, according to Capital Technology University, she also helped establish policies to help people have equal opportunities for job opportunities. So, yes. things like posting job listings internally within companies so everyone had a chance to apply oh, and having this. formal job descriptions like why was this not a thing yeah how is that not a
1: thing like what these sound like things that should have been a thing but i feel like you helped like make a, them a thing
0: <laughs> right i'm i'm picturing like a madman or madman kind of like Oh, uh, we're having drinks at lunch, and huh, oh, you should take oh, this job and yeah, like like Hollywood, basically, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still that too. works
1: by that way because we all know the job postings don't really exist. Yeah, if somebody's already <laughs> you just legally it, but... have to, <laughs> yeah.
0: But also in the 1980s, she would marry for the third and final time to the man her children credited as being the love of her life. Aww. This was substitute teacher David Katz. Aww. Now I do want to point out. That the Los Angeles Times article about them would point out their apparent 16-year age difference, which, little rude, is little opinion.
1: rude. Yeah, little why are you to their There's tons ages? of that in Hollywood and beyond. Come on, right? Every, we say that every
0: day. Um, so Judith was about 48 or 49 when they married, which I don't feel like is like being later in life. 16 years is not a big deal. No, definitely not. But. It gets re- we never hear about it when it's men, but when a woman does it, oh,
1: okay. Yeah, it's like oh, okay. Because like what Demi Moore, there was a little bit of that with her and Ashton, right? Right. Yeah. And then meanwhile, like Leo, you know. well, he has hes never gonna get married, but he's dating like. Hey, they said that about George meals. Clooney too, and George Clooney, which yeah, Amal, you are his. Yeah, good for her. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, good for him. He married. Oh, yeah, so you're like, right. Sorry, Amal. Good for him. <laughs> like, He's not worthy. What a catch. What a catch. <laughs> she is catch. so impressive.
0: Right. We should talk about her at some point. Noted. Noted for future episodes. Noted. But like, great. So she found the love of her life, though, like around 50. Like, we should be celebrating that and like, Ugh. I don't know, it gives me hope.
1: <laughs> 50. Yes. Judith. Oh, I love that. That's so crazy.
0: So she would retire in 1990. But, Kelly, what has been our expression this whole episode?
1: What does she do now?
0: Because <laughs> she's not done. Of course she isn't. She's never done. So, obviously, I pointed out that she was pretty frustrated by the lack of female role models for women interested in science, math, and technology, you know, STEM. Yeah. So, in her retirement, she wrote a book for eight to 10 year old girls called You Can Be a Woman Engineer. Oh. David, her husband, illustrated the book, and when they couldn't find a publisher, they were just like, that's okay. We'll start our own. Ugh. They started their own publishing company called Cascade Pre- Pass. Ugh. And the book kicked off a children's book series of 11 books called You Can Be a Woman, and then it would be a role, like, uh, included an architect, an astronomer, animator, movie maker, Egyptologist, like. And, <laughs> Egyptologist. Right? Like. Of all those things, and I know it's kind of like, okay, the title is a little weird because it's like emphasizing the woman part, Yeah, but actually her husband, David, also said, the truth is, someday we hope we won't need these books. We'll live in an equitable society, and we won't need to have boys or girls in the title. Ugh,
1: your mouth to God's ears, and I think she helped with that, right? Like, that would never, we know, we wouldn't see that on a book title today.
0: So I mean, good. probably not, but yeah, let's hope not. <laughs> let's, let's hope. Good but for what's her interesting That's too. so inspiring. Oh, I know, I know, but it gets even better because <laughs> there's more. Of course, there is. Of course, so she there's co-authored more. Co-authored the book with her family, so the "You Can Be a Woman Architect" apparently was co-authored by her first husband's new wife, who was an architect. Like that. Like I said, like from what I could tell in my research, and I could be wrong, but. It seems like they must have had at least a decent enough relationship that they would want to work on this together.
1: Oh, my God. I love that. You never, you always hear of girl-on-girl crime in those right? sorts of <laughs> arenas. But that's amazing. They, they came together for good.
0: Right. Oh. Um, she actually also that. wrote 11 books with her son, Neil, his wife, Robin, who kind oh of came gosh. to see her as, like, another mother figure. I mean, wow. also – I want to note here at this time that Neil would also become a well-known computer scientist and systems engineer. But, like, we do have (laughs) to talk about her children because they become very impressive people. Oh, yeah. We got more to talk about I mean, I guess that's
1: to be expected if you're Judith's offspring.
0: (laughs) Right. So she – and also it's funny because she dedicated uh, You Can Be a Woman basketball player to her only daughter, Rachel, because she was a big fan of basketball.
1: Oh, Does she play basketball?
0: um, She – no, she was not a professional uh, one, but she was just a big fan. I believe she was like a legal secretary or something like that, or I think the term now is like a paralegal, like uh, okay, because again, these are coming from like a while ago, so I could be wrong. So, a hundred thousand copies of these books were sold, wow! And she held hundreds yeah. of in-person book readings and seminars. She made lesson kits and. This is gonna date this story a little bit, but CD-ROMs and CDs.
1: Oh my God! Wow, this is in prehistoric times, right? <laughs> Don't
0: show this to like you know Gen Z because they'll be like, Gen "What Z are or these alpha?
1: things?" Was like what the fuck?
0: <laughs> they say that she must have influenced tens of thousands of young girls to become interested in professional careers, in one sort or another, which. Oh, when you think back that. to how she was told to go to finishing school and be a lady, is Ugh. incredible.
1: Ugh. From in eye 20- roll to jaw drop, that's <laughs> what we should call this podcast. Right?
0: <laughs> so in 2014, she was awarded the IEEE USA Distinguished Literary Contributions Award for her work with STEM for children. All right, but here's the thing. After a brief battle with cancer, oh, Judith Love Cohen passed away on July 25th, 2016, in Culver City at the age mm-hmm. of 82. Okay, good run. Yeah, right? Like, had to do that and all that. Yeah, that's impressive. Right. She left behind her four children, at the time three grandchildren, and three marriages, the last of which lasted 35 years. And most importantly, a legacy of what a woman can do when she sets her mind to it. Oh, Judith. Last time you made me play a little game, so I'm going to play a game with you because there's one oh, okay. more thing. Yeah, yeah, I like
1: this. Okay. So, By the way, last time we mean me in the wedding episode. If you haven't listened to that chaotic one, go back. <laughs> and and bring a drink in your hand or, or two.
0: Yeah. <laughs> drink every time we go off topic. Off the rails. <laughs>
1: You'll be drunk by minute five.
0: (laughs) So we're going to play a well-known game called Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Okay. Right? I'm ready. I'm excited. For those of you that don't know what this game is, I'm guessing the youths. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, there's this theory that you can find the shortest connections between someone with Kevin Bacon and find it within six instances. Like, you want to find the shortest instances... So the very, very shortest would be that Kevin Bacon was in Apollo 13, which was the project that she worked on. But most of the time it's done through people. So we're not going to take that super close one. Yeah. Instead, we will say that Kevin Bacon was in Apollo 13 Mm -hmm. and starring alongside him was Tom Hanks. You know, America's dad. America's dad. Love. But, But he's also an actual dad to the actor Colin Hanks. Love. Now, Colin Hanks' first movie was the movie Orange County. Mm. And this is where we find our connection. Because Mm -hmm. Colin Hanks would co-star alongside a very famous actor and recently said that they are friends for life because of the experience. Now, what Mm -hmm. people do not realize was that this actor actually does not go by his birth name. Because his birth name is the previously mentioned Thomas Jacob Black. You know, the one that was, oh, by the way, I had the baby.
1: The, si- the side of baby with yeah. her life-saving right. Uh, work.
0: Right, so that side news baby, Thomas Jacob Black, goes by the stage name Jack Black. Wait,
1: wait, what? stop. Jack wait, that's Black. His, that's his, wait, she, he, she's the mom. Wait, what? Wait. <laughs> wait, Red. I, You just blew my mind. So we're saying like Jack just, Black.
0: Like, oh, funny enough. He was in what? the movie The Polka King like about the folk dancing. Like <laughs> oh, right, she does sp- Ponzi polka. scheme thing like um but what? better known for being the rock star of tenacious D the star of school of rock high fidelity the jumanji remake <laughs> kung fu panda peaches oh peaches God. peaches 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 like peaches peaches peaches
1: <laughs> wait a minute so like it's so funny cuz like you would think like oh okay and there's you know he's bringing his mom to a red carpet pre- premiere but like it's like oh judith cohen brought her son to a red carpet premiere because she's in my eyes now she's a celebrity right and she had a famous son
0: yep wow jack black his mom like basically solved a problem that would save the lives of three astronauts in a oh catastrophic God. like Jesus, event you didn't do enough as a, and you create a famous baby on top of everything else she brought the oh my just God. living embodiment of joy that is jack black Judas, at the time of this recording. Uh, yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah let's hope let's hope <laughs> like happened. oh i will oh i don't even want to imagine because he's just such a I like, know, seems such a like such a lovely such a soul i'm hoping that stays the same uh, forever so uh, well
1: if, if it's judith you know in judith yeah. we trust right
0: <laughs> right so uh, i think he really put it great though jack black again i'm like mr black because we are mr. Black. i want to be friends but he's he's too I like i mean although if Judas our friends I, I will be formal with him because we are closer to Judith, obviously. Yeah, we
1: are our <laughs> best friends with Judith. You yes. know, even in post-mortem, we, we still consider us friends.
0: <laughs> yeah. Jack Black actually posted a photo of her on Instagram in 2019 saying, Judith Love Cohen, aerospace engineer, author of children's books, loving mother of four, miss you, mom. Like, that makes me want to cry. That like, makes
1: me want to cry. Judith. Yeah. Judith Like Like, think
0: about that too also he put it in the order of like what she probably would have been like you know I want other people to know this about me like I was this I was like I was an aerospace engineer I wrote children's books but I still loved my kids like you know and I'm still a mom but But, like like, and again the
1: last thing because usually you're seen as a mom and a wife first but like. I feel like And most people would be time. like, oh,
0: that's Jack Black's mom. And here she is in her own right. That's Ugh. yeah. And like, again, all her kids, um, Howard, unfortunately passed away. Um, mm. But all her other kids also are successful, like, in, in the eyes of community and stuff like that. But also just in like, their own fields were such successes. Neil in the field of systems and engineering and stuff like that and then you've got Jack Black of all people and Rachel like is apparently like really successful in her field in the legal sense and it's just all those things coming from such a wonderful woman. So long story short, holy shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> TLDR, uh holy shit. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's the best like, way to put it cuz like okay, let's be honest. She she found her passion at a very young age. Yeah. But what twists her career and her personal life took, and like to not give up on that, and despite often being the only woman in the room, uh, and also being Jewish is not the easiest like background, like you're not often accepted in the room either. And to be a woman doing that in a field where there are no other women that uh, she can see, that's, that's incredible. Just like
1: so she's inspiring.
0: Right. <laughs> And so she's being such a legend in the engineering community, doing her best to try and help other women realize their goals and make it, like, equal for everybody, finding love on her own terms, raising incredible kids. Like, I love that for you, Judith.
1: Oh, Judith, I love that for you. Like, this is what I needed to hear because I've been down. I've been down, you know, about the whole situation right now. And she didn't give up she persevered she created her own publishing company like why don't i just do that for some of my things like i wrote a couple like (laughs) things like why don't i either self-publish or like start my own thing like why do i have to wait for permission like judith just went for it you know right that's so
0: inspiring all right, okay. do we now have to talk about our own publishing company? Like on top Yeah, of I know. I think we're going to have
1: a, I love that for you, Publishing Inc. or something. We're yeah. just going to be a, con- a conglomerate empire by the end of this. Like every episode, we'll have a new idea. Like wedding episode, it was, we're going to have a retreat. Now it's going to be a publishing
0: company. I mean, we go can do this.
1: <laughs> yeah, in Judith, we trust. That's our new motto, I think, yep. Red. We have to, like, every episode, in Judith, we trust.
0: Obviously, because I mean, who else are we going to trust besides like this legend of a woman? Again, it's that visibility and scene. And like, I don't think people realize like how much she did. And so we need to shed more visibility on people like this, on trailblazers and things like that. That's the point of this podcast so that we can put a spotlight on these people and show what we can accomplish if we're just persevere and just don't give up on ourselves.
1: Yeah. Never too late. Despite those 30 under 30 lists we've mentioned in the first episode. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You mean the 21 under
0: 21. Oh,
1: yeah. And the 21 under 21. You know what? Can't hear my
0: eye roll. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, again, I'm not saying like it's bad, like to acknowledge people's successes. If we just summed up Judith by the stuff she accomplished at 19, it's still pretty impressive. But what she would later go on to do beyond. Yeah. And anyone's wildest dreams and it shouldn't have even been possible at that time and she
1: created the trail she didn't even follow the trail she created it for others to follow right. like she was the first one there oh god i'm so inspired thank you red i needed that today <laughs> and i think maybe our listeners did i don't know let's yeah. hope leave a comment
0: and, <laughs> on right. our uh, instagram and i love that for you pa, yeah or? did you know any about anything about this with um, I didn't. Judith Love Cohen. Love the extent of it. Oh Do God. people want to hear about more women in STEM? Who else can we highlight? Other like – scientists or other trailblazers and they don't just have to we be do women. men like, as
1: well yeah well i mean I, we should rephrase that <laughs> we will highlight men as well <laughs> yeah
0: i mean i'll still do men but you know <laughs> you'll
1: still do men i'll do one but yeah uh, <laughs> but if you have ideas uh, also our email is i love that for you pot at gmail.com we will hear any and every because we are merely your vessel
0: yeah, and you can also reach out to us on our social. We'll be posting some photos of uh, Judith as well as some photos she has with her son, Jack. There's We love that for you. so much. Oh, I love that for her so much. And, you know, I love that we get to see that someone that we can aspire to have just slightly, slightly the amount of success that she did. I mean, I'd be happy oh. with that. And I would like to get some sleep.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well that would be good if you if you got some sleep. You're a vampire. Uh, No. (laughs) Switch with me. No, wait. No, I never sleep either. Wait. (laughs) What am I saying? I'm always tired, even though I do sleep. That's what I'm saying.
0: You just get to bed at midnight, Cinderella. I am Yeah. You just don't sleep. No. (gasps)
1: Whoa.
0: Well on that note. We love that for you,
1: Judith. We love that for you, listener. And I guess we'll see you next time
0: yeah <laughs> alright bye everybody bye guys busy old sun
1: don't go away I want you to stay Thank you for joining us on I Love That For You. Our theme song is by Vaudeville and used with permission. Our cover art is by Jenny Lamb, edited to the best of our abilities by Kelly and Red. If you want us to spotlight someone, have questions, or just want to say hi, email us at pod at gmail.com. Or join us on Instagram at I love that for you pod to join the love fest and see what else we get up to. Episodes are available on Apple podcasts, Spotify, basically wherever else you listen. We appreciate all your love. And if you want to help support the show, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple podcasts. This helps us spread the love and reach more people. Thanks for listening. We love you.